tonight, I want to talk to you about speaking in tongues. Is that okay with you? And I know uh, many people might think, well, I already know how to do that. Well, I'm not going to teach you how. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what can happen and, and educate you a little bit more, stir you up. If you already know these things, great, you'll get stirred up a little bit more. If some of you don't uh, speak in tongues or don't know about it, don't know much about it, well, I want to help you to understand it. And, uh, and, and if you don't, uh, we'd be happy to help you. I'd be happy to help you start tonight. Don't even have to go to language school. You can learn a new language tonight. <laughs> Just take a couple seconds, and uh, it'll be powerful, wonderful. But let's go ahead and pray uh, as we get into this message. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Spirit of God who's in us, who moves through us, who manifests in our lives. We ask you now to direct our every step, our every word and action throughout the rest of this night. Grant us utterance in the Holy Ghost and boldness to speak your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 18, 14, 18. The Apostle Paul, of course, is writing this book of uh, this letter, we could call it, to the Corinthian church. He said in verse 18, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Now understand who we're hearing from, first of all. This is the Apostle Paul. He wrote a good portion of the New Testament, of the epistles, the letters to the churches. And if you were going to accept the other things that the Apostle Paul had to say, the inspiration by which he wrote, you have to also give equal credence to this word. Okay? And someone says, I don't know about that speaking in tongues stuff. Well, you've got to dump, out, dump a bunch of other things as well. Okay? You've got to ignore a bunch of other things because... The same guy wrote it by the same spirit, this with the same authority, didn't take anything away from this, okay? He said, and just because he said it, I'm giving a lot of credit to it, okay? I'm going to put it up on top shelf because, man, the Apostle Paul said this, and he said uh, in another place that we should follow him, right? As he follows Christ, we are to follow him. He's our example. He said, the Apostle Paul said, I thank God. I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than all of you. Well, why would you say such a thing? I mean, that's quite a statement. In fact, if you look it up in the Amplified Bible, he said it this way. He said, more than any of you or all of you put together. <laughs> I thought, wow. This guy here, Paul, spoke in tongues a lot. He must have woke up speaking in tongues. In between bites for breakfast, he's speaking in tongues. In the shower, he's speaking in tongues. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, he, gave, he said this. That's a pretty big statement. He did this a lot. And I want to know, why did you do it so much? Why did you speak in tongues so much? And if you did, should I be speaking in tongues more? All right. And these are questions we should have answered. We can't just skip over this kind of stuff. I know uh, a guy uh, told me one time he had been to been to church here and uh, I had simply read a scripture that mentioned speaking in tongues and it wasn't even my subject for the day um, but he, he told me afterwards he said because he had moved from another state he said the church I went to it was really big and everything he said but they wouldn't even read those scriptures they skipped right over them every time they came to them I guess they didn't want to have to deal with them and explain them he said 
And I wasn't even teaching on it, but it got him so much thinking about speaking in tongues just because I read the verse. And how many know we can't leave verses we don't understand out? Okay, and I'm I'm gonna be the first to tell you, I don't have full understanding on every verse. Okay, there's a lot of things in there. I think, wow, there's more there than I'm seeing here. (laughs) And so, but here's what we don't do: we don't avoid them because of that, and just go to our favorite verses. We need to. Uh, receive the whole counsel of God that we've been given here in the Bible. And so Paul said, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all. Now, of course, many of you know the context here. He, ha- he made that statement because he was dealing with them and talking to them, them about excess. When they got together, they didn't have control, okay? They had some chaotic services. They had some services that, uh, you know, it was just chaos, best way to put it, I guess. People were standing up in the pulpit. Instead of speaking in English, or in our day it would be English, instead of speaking in English, they'd stand up and speak with tongues <laughs> and think it would somehow benefit people and say, why would they do that? Well, I know this from my experience of speaking in other tongues. I can understand the temptation because sometimes it is so powerful and it's so, it is so amazing what can happen if you weren't instructed, if you didn't know what it's for and the purpose, you could think, wow, if I could speak in my known tongue and it has this effect, I'll speak in this heavenly tongue and see what that has, see what kind of stuff that does. And you can understand how they went that way, but they got into chaotic services. There was an order and there was confusion. People would come in and say, you guys are crazy. You don't, there's a, we, they didn't know what's going on there. And so Paul was giving them instruction and direction and telling them how to conduct their services, when to do things, when not to do things, and so forth. Okay, but in the middle of that, lest anyone think that he was trying to get them to back off, he said, listen, you guys, you speak in tongues a lot. First, first part of this book said that they came behind in no gift. These, this was a church that was operating in the supernatural, the power of God. They had the gifts of the Spirit flowing. And Paul, in, in giving them correction and instruction, wanted them to know, listen, I speak in tongues a lot more than you guys do. Don't think I'm telling you to stop doing this. I just want you to have order. I just want you to do these things right. But don't think I'm telling you not to do it. In fact, at the end of this this chapter, he said, forbid not to speak with tongues. That's a command. That's a direct word. Do not forbid people to speak with tongues. Okay? That's inspired by God. Amen. The Lord knows how important this really is, and we need to know as well how important it is. Okay? So why is Paul so thankful? Well, he knew, I believe, the tremendous powerful, the tremendous power and benefit to praying that way. All right? We're going to pray. We're going to be prayers. But there is a powerful method of praying, and that is praying in other tongues. Listen, the devil, remember him? He has fought this stuff for years. He has fought it tooth and nail to get it out of the church and has been successful to some degree in certain departments, certain quarters where people completely have backed off and you've got whole groups of people, thousands and millions of Christians today who do not flow in the power of the Spirit. They're supernaturally saved, on their way to heaven, forgiven of their sins, but do not have the power of the Spirit in their lives. And I'm telling you, that's a trick. It's a scheme of the enemy to get the the church just to live naturally, just to operate in very limited power. They'll have power, there's power inherent in the gospel when it's preached, and so there's some effect there, but they don't nearly rise up to the level of power that God wants them to have in their lives. The enemy has tricked people, and he's told them, that's, oh, that's not for today. Yeah, it's in the Bible because they found it, so he couldn't lie to them about that. It is there. 
But he came up with excuses, said that's not for today, it's passed away, and so forth. And, uh, and then there's, there's a whole other group of people that have come to the point, and thank God for this, but they, they understand that God does uh, give people the ability today to speak in other tongues, other languages, supernatural languages, other tongues. Uh, but they've only gotten their part way. And what they've been taught and what they believe is that this is for some people, but it's not for others. God uh, has selectively chosen certain people to give this gift to, but others He has chosen not to give this gift to, okay? That's also error, all right? I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about that tonight. I have whole teachings on that and why that's so and why it's error and why it's for everybody, but that is a, there is a group of people, and I want to tell you, that's the enemy, Trying to get people to stay away from this awesome source of power in their lives. God needs you to be as powerful as He can make you. And this is key to doing it. Doesn't make you a better person. Doesn't make you more righteous. Doesn't make you more holy. Doesn't make God love you anymore. Nothing like that. But I, you know, I'm the kind of person, like I've said, said before, I like to get things done. If I'm going to do something, let's do it. Let's, ha- let's do it right. If we're going to have church, let's have the power of God in church. Come on. Let's have the, the presence of the Almighty One here. If I'm going to live the Christian life, my life ought to be different than my neighbor's. Okay? In many areas. Character, of course. But listen, there are people with character who are not saved. Okay? What's different about me from the person who also has character? You know, doesn't lie, ste- cheat, and steal, and all that kind of stuff. There are non-Christians that don't do that. Okay, I got to have power in my life, and that's the way I'm going to live. That's the way I want it. And I've discovered that this is a very big key to that power. Okay, want to be more powerful? Even if you've already been filled with the Spirit, you already speak in tongues. This will help you be more powerful if you one exercise it more. Two, if you know and have faith in its operation, you know what's happening while you do. Okay, and so for those who have received the Spirit. And speak in tongues already. Many of you do. I want you to know the enemy is at work in situations like that to keep people in the dark concerning its purpose. And the power that it makes available and to keep you from practicing it every day. I want to know the Lord is not telling you or not inspiring you to not pray in tongues. He's not going to tell you you're praying in tongues too much. (laughs) because Paul said you know I do it more than all of you so he had been doing it a lot there were not days that he skipped and I got to tell you as a believer there should be this habit in your life every single day every single day every single day if it's every other day right now or if it's once in a while I got to tell you there is great potential for you to go higher and for you to get more powerful and strong in the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. And so, the purpose of praying in other tongues. Let me give you a few of these. We'll see how far, how, how far we go. But number one, this is the thing that stirred in my heart uh, quite a bit in the last, little, last couple of days here. And that is, it is a continual supernatural experience. A continual supernatural experience. We live in a supernatural dispensation of time. The time in which we had nothing to do with. 
we were just born into it. It happened to be after Jesus was crucified and was raised from the dead. In fact, we believe we're at the end of that period of time. But we weren't born 3,000 years ago. We weren't born 4,000 years ago. Quite frankly, I'm glad. Okay? I would rather be alive today than then because I'm saved. (laughs) All right? The life of God is on the inside of me. I'm not just looking for a Messiah someday, looking for a future uh, redemption. No, I've already been saved, been changed by His power. That's the day we live in. But this time that we live in, which we believe is approximately a 2,000-year period, which that's another subject, uh, but puts us at the end of that, that, that time frame. And this period is meant to be supernatural for every single person who calls on the name of the Lord. Okay? It's not that we just have faith in God and have faith in God and don't experience his life and power and fullness. We're supposed to experience it in this life. Okay? We are to some degree like the prophets in the Old Testament. I said to some degree. In other words, in the Old Testament only the prophet, the priest and the king had the spirit of God upon them continually. They had the presence of the Holy Spirit in their life regularly. But in the New Testament, now all of a sudden everybody gets that. doesn't make everybody a prophet, priest, or king. Okay. Uh, but we can all prophesy. We're all ruler, we all reign and rule with Him. So we're kings in that sense. And we're priests unto our God. But uh, we're all in the New Covenant supposed to have the power of God and the supernatural manifest in our life. And so when we pray in tongues, what does this do for us? It is a continual supernatural experience. How many know, like I, I, I joked about at the beginning, you can be filled with the Spirit and speak in other tongues and you don't have to go to language school. Okay? That's because this is not a natural learning. Nobody, nobody learns to speak in tongues in the sense like, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this, I'm going to put these phrases together and make this sentence. And No, you don't learn like you would learn French or Spanish or something like that. This is a supernatural utterance. I don't learn how to do it. I yield to it, and it comes out. And any person who's been baptized in the Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, can have a supernatural experience anytime they want. Anytime they want, they can have it right then by their own choice. And that is very important for you and I, that at any given time, we can stir up the supernatural. It is the entryway, the doorway into other supernatural things. It's the beginning step into having a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. It's a beginning step into seeing the power of God flow through you to know things supernaturally. It's called speaking in tongues. All right? And I understand this subject is not the most popular in all circles. But listen, we love people who don't speak in tongues. And, uh, and we can't agree with them because then we'd both be wrong. Um, but, but nevertheless, we, we, we have to deal with these scriptures, right? And because, again, the Apostle Paul said this, uh, we've got to give credence to it. Now, I, I can tell you different times. There's a lot of people, you know, that sometimes people won't come out right and say it. But there's a lot of people that are in, you know, good churches that don't teach this type of, these scriptures in the Bible. And there's a lot of them that are really interested in it. Because they are, they have a relationship with God. And I've run into different ones. I remember uh, years ago uh, speaking with a Lutheran minister. And we'd, we'd talk about different things and a different, different beliefs. And we started talking about this. And, and uh, he, he said, do you speak in tongues? 
I said, well, yeah. And he wanted me to do it for him. <laughs> and I just thought, man, that's so interesting. Here he is, you know, in you know, a typical belief system that doesn't practice that. But he was so interested in it. I think people who really know God, they're hungry for power. They're hungry for more. And they see things in there that they don't understand. And, uh, and when someone has it abiding in them and flowing through them, they're really interested in that. I don't think we should back off. We need to back off from being weird and flaky. That's what gives some of these things a bad name. But, uh, you know, I like what Joe Morris said. You know, in Acts chapter 1, the Bible didn't say that God would make you... Uh, what did he say? The Spirit would come upon you and you'd get weird. He said you'd get power, not weirdness, something like that. And, uh, and that's what this should be. It should make us more powerful, not more weird. And we don't have to be strange. I don't go up to the cashier at the mall and start speaking in tongues. You know, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it, but I think there is a, pri- a right time and a right place. And I, and I have this in my personal life on just a regular, ongoing basis. Every single day of my life, I can't remember the last day where I didn't speak in tongues. Okay, and I'll get back to some of that. But we live in a supernatural demon, uh, uh, dispensation. And so the church age was designed by God to have every believer flowing in the supernatural power of God. Hebrews 6 actually calls this the power of the world to come. Okay, we, the powers of the world to come. Those are the gifts of the Spirit. Okay, and again, speaking in tongues, the baptism in the Spirit is the doorway into that. Sometimes when people don't spend adequate time with the Lord, they lose their consciousness of the reality of God. Many times people, the supernatural things seem so far away to them. Sometimes even, even God seems to them in their experience, He seems distant to them. The, the power of God, the reality of God seems distant. That can happen to any one of us. I got to tell you, if you quit spending time with the Lord, if you quit pursuing Him, putting your mind on the things of God, spiritual things will seem less real to you. Okay? That's when people get into, all of a sudden they got all kinds of questions, all of a sudden they're confused. Listen, I'm seldom ever confused. I got to tell you, I don't mean because I know everything, but as I stay walking with the Lord and pursue Him, pray in the Spirit, I'm not confused about a bunch of things. Don't get me wrong, I have questions at times and I, that I pray and seek God for answers, but I don't walk around in a state of confusion. Oh, is this really right? So do you ever question whether, whether all this is really true? Man, I'm, I'm past that. You know, I believe in analyzing and using your brain and, and you know, taking an intelligent look. I don't believe in putting my head in the sand and just acting like everything's okay. No, you know, we should look at things, but, but I don't have to continue to live in a questioning state. And when we pray in the Spirit, this is one of the things, not part of my list here, but it, it, it'll help you be enlightened. And I, and I remember a guy years ago in, in Bible school that he was training for ministry and all of a sudden he just wanted to throw in the towel. He just wanted to quit. The pressure was too much. He wanted to pack up his bags and go. And, uh, and one of the things that he was saying was that, man, the reality of God, it just, it just seems like, just, this, it just doesn't seem as real, like it, as, real as, as it used to be. And the problem with this particular one, person when it came down to it is he wasn't really spending time with God. You know, I mean, he was going to class, and, you, you know, you learn things, but then you go home, and all they do is watch TV. And so that was real to him. Things that weren't real were real to him. And the things that were real were not real to him. Okay? And if ever we start doing too much where we get our focus off, off the Lord, we'll lose that, re- that sense of reality of the things of God. And so it is a continual, continual supernatural experience. Determine in your life, purpose in your heart to live a supernatural life. 
to have the power of God in your life every day. You say, I don't really know if I have the supernatural power of God in my life. Can I tell you? Pursue it. Let your heart be hungry for it. It starts with a desire. It starts with a hunger. Anyone who's had God move in their life, they wanted it before it happened. They had a desire. They sought after God before they ever experienced or, or had a tangibility of His presence in their life. They, were, they went after it. They desired God to move. And if you want that, come on, go after it. Seek God and He'll show you how to do things. He'll show you how to pray. He'll show you how to act. And His Spirit will come into you, come into your house, fill your car. It'll manifest in your life and you'll say, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe I ever lived without this. There are some things that can happen, and speaking in tongues is one of the best ways to stir these things up, okay? If you've never experienced it, you can experience tonight, but if you have, and you've let it slip, stir it up. Come on, even Timothy had to be told, by the Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, stir it up, man! Stir up the gift of God which is in you. And if he had to be told, I think it's okay. You're not condemned, not knocked, don't feel like a dirty rascal or anything because you, you need to be stirred up. I need to be stirred up. We all have to be stirred up, praise God. And so it's a continual supernatural experience. Also, what speaking in tongues will do for you is it will edify you. Okay? The purpose is edification. Edification. Uh, just a couple scriptures along those lines. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 4. You're real close there. 14, verse 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Edifies himself. Uh, would God be opposed to you being edified and built up? I think he'd prefer that you be strong, not be weak, that you be strong in your spirit, strong in, uh, in your life. How do you get strong? Here's one of the scriptural, biblical ways to be edified or to be strong, and that is to pray in tongues. Speak in tongues yourself. You charge yourself up like you take the, the cables if your battery's dead. And, uh, and you connect them to somebody else's car and say, rev it up. And, and uh, you connect to them and then you can start your car because you're sucking on the power out of, of that other battery into your battery. When you're praying in tongues, you're connected to God's battery. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. You're connecting to what's happening. There's a power flow that is charging you up and you get strong. I tell you what, some of the times when I'm just feeling kind of, you know, whatever, just kind of weak or just kind of, blase if you want you know in, in my life and I just don't feel like man I'm just full of energy full of excitement full of joy I mean I, I don't mean I bite people's head off but you know you just don't feel at the top of your game one of the best things I just start praying in tongues and if I could spend a, a good you know maybe a half hour maybe maybe even more and just pray in tongues for a while I get done done feeling so good just feeling so much powerful feeling like I'm saved <laughs> Come on, we, we walk by faith, but it's sure nice when you feel saved. <laughs> and I don't mean God changed or He loves me more and He's changing because I'm doing that. I'm working on me, not on Him. And I'm just charging my own self up, praise the Lord. And it's just better. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of like dessert. You don't need it, but it's sure nice to have it. <laughs> sure is good. Okay, and so what, what do we do? We build ourselves up. Another reference, many of you know this, Jude 20. Jude verse 20 says, but you beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit. How do I pray in the Spirit? Well, some have, said, have thought, well, yes, just praying with a little more vim, vigor and vitality, but actually uh, praying in the Spirit, um, it, it can be praying in some other ways. We explained that earlier on, but one way you can surely pray in the Spirit, and that is by praying in other tongues. It definitely has a reference there as we see in this 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians. And so uh, 
we need to be edified, edified. Number three, it gives us the ability to pray about the unknown. The ability to pray about the unknown. You're there in the 14th chapter still. In verse 2, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. In the Spirit he speaks mysteries. Amplified says, He utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Okay? And so when we pray in tongues, what are we doing? We're able to pray about things that we do not know. Amen. And this is good news from God's perspective because He doesn't have to tell you everything. (laughs) Some things He doesn't want you to know yet. (laughs) It's like someone else's business or for some reason uh, He's not telling you everything, but you know you're able to pray about it anyway. And this this, this is where faith comes in. I pray about things. and like, why would I pray about that? Why would I pray about you? It looks like you're fine to me. It doesn't look like there's anything wrong. But I just have this, man, it just seems like I should pray about you. So I pray in other tongues. And I could pray about all kinds of circumstances in her life that she doesn't, she didn't tell anybody, but she's been praying about about it herself. And the Lord took me on the project as well. And and there I go praying in other tongues, taking care of all kinds of things. Amen. It, It can be very valuable. When we do this, we pray again, mysteries, divine secrets. We're praying them out. And you know, there's things about your own life that you don't know, but God does know. And you should know. How can you get to a point of knowing? Praying in other tongues. You pray in tongues. Sometimes people have asked me, uh, I've gotten this question numerous times throughout the years, how do you decide and how do you know what to preach, what to teach on? Okay? I mean, there's a lot of things in the Bible. How do you decide which subject? Well, uh, personally, the way I deal with it is I'm not on a schedule, per se, where I say, you know, in the fall I'm going to teach this each year, in the spring I'm going to teach this subject each year. I pray in tongues until I get something that seems right. In fact, I've done that for so long. I mean, sometimes if it gets, gets real close, you know, I'm st- I still have the thoughts like, Lord, it's like t- tomorrow or it's like tonight or uh, what should I do? <laughs> Not that I don't think the Lord's going to come through, but I just like to be prepared, <laughs> like to study a little bit, and, and I don't know. So what do you do? I just start speaking in tongues until I know. Speak in tongues. Does it always come right away? No. A lot of times it comes pretty quick, but a lot of times, sometimes, you know, I just got to pray a while. And it's amazing what you can do. Sometimes I've spent hours studying certain things, and it just seemed, it seemed hard. It's like it wasn't. And then other times, in five minutes, I like have a whole message. It's like, well, I like that. I'm going to go play golf now. <laughs> I got it. In five. But, but, but I tell you, when you're more spiritually sensitive, it really helps in a whole lot of areas. And I found this to be true also when praying mysteries. Again, it's not a mystery to God, but it's a mystery to me. And there are a whole lot of things that are a mystery to me that I don't know about. And, you know, one of the things that I do uh, is I pray for the church. Okay. And uh, the Bible tells all of us that we should pray for all saints. Wow, that's a big job, big task. And even for me, I think, well, I need to pray for everybody, but yet that can be overwhelming. I don't go through the directory every day and call every person's name and, and is there anything they're going through, Lord? So how do you pray for the church? I pray in tongues. 
say, how do you know you're praying for the church? (laughs) Well, that's what I set myself out to do. I'm really open for the Lord to lead me any direction. I could be praying about Iraq, you know, and and have in the Spirit, okay? But a lot of times, here's, here's how I know sometimes, as I just set out to pray in other tongues, different people in the church will come to me. Sometimes right before the service, I'm praying in other tongues, and all of a sudden, I'll have a name of someone, and I'll have a little, and some, I'll just tell you how this works sometimes, is when I'm praying in tongues, and, and some person comes to me, I'll get a word for them at that time. Now, not the whole, oftentimes not the whole thing, but just a little bit. And, and sometimes it works that way. It's, now, again, it's not always. Sometimes things are prayed out ahead of time, and I have no clue what it was, and I'll get in a service, and all of a sudden I'll know something. I mean, it, it's spontaneous for the moment, but I think a lot of times it's because I prayed earlier. I prayed it out, didn't know what I was saying. I was praying out a mystery, and then at the right time, I had a word of knowledge about that. And other times, what, what happens, I'm praying along, all of a sudden a person will come to, come to my mind. Now, I'm going to just give you personal experience here, because I can't say this is how the Lord does it with everyone, but sometimes my tongues get interrupted in English. And all of a sudden, I hear myself praying about a person. Like, okay. So I'll just keep going along that lines, and I'm thinking about that person, I'm praying for that person, and then praying in other tongues. And as I do, again, not all the time, but sometimes, all of a sudden I know, this is about to happen in their life, or this is what they're going through. And I see things, and so then, you know, when the time's right, I can act on that. And, uh, you know, I know this as well, at times when I'm, when I'm praying in the Spirit, and a certain person will come to my mind, while, you know, I don't... I don't give a whole lot of credence to every time something pops into my mind, because sometimes it's just pizza. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, I'm not going to say every thought that I have while I'm praying in tongues is just God. It's not. You know, and if I'm not sure, I just kind of leave it alone. But if, you know, if there's, if, if you have that knowing on the inside, I'll follow it out a, a, a little bit more, but I found myself praying for people that, um, you know, I haven't seen in a little while, and, I, and then, so what, what do you do? I'm looking for them, and I'm thinking, next time I see them, I'm going to be paying real close attention to see if God wants me to do something for them, or say something to them, or uh, in, a, in a different way, but what are we doing? We're praying about things we don't know, praying mysteries, divine secret. God knows them, we don't, as we pray, we're enlightened. As we pray, things happen, okay? Praise the Lord. I'd encourage you to pray for people that way too. Just start praying in other tongues. Pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. And as you're praying, things are happening. And pay attention. Pay attention. And as things come, as things come up from the inside, things come up from the inside and they come into your mind, a lot of times that's an understanding. It's a well, that's not really our topic now, but in the 14th chapter, he said, he said, if you speak in tongues, he said, pray that you may also interpret. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. So you speak in tongues a little bit, tongue, 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 tongues, <laughs> and then you stop and you say, Lord, I pray for an interpretation, and then pray some more, tongues, 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 and just keep going for a while, and as you're praying, listen, as things come up, speak them out, speak them out. And then pray some more, pray some more. But why am I telling you this? So you can expect. When you're praying this way, expect God to show you things. Okay? Not everything has to be, you know, I give you examples of where I'm at. 
Because a lot of times it's in church, but it's not always in church. We need to get rid of the mindset that all ministry takes place in church. I think most ministry should take place outside of church. Because it's not just the fivefold ministry that does it. It's all believers. Okay? And so look, you know, as people come to your mind, situations come to your mind, and you pray, 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 pray about them, and you keep praying, you spend some time, then when you see them, you're paying attention. You might even ask them, because if you perceive some things, that maybe they were going through a hard time, and you get around them, and you don't have a lightning bolt strike you or anything, everything just feels real natural, you might just ask them, how's everything going? You been having trouble in, at home or something? Or, you know, if they say no, they go, okay, great. Don't worry about it. You're, we're learning. We're growing. Maybe they just lied, too. But, 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 but maybe they might say, you know what? Yeah, it's getting kind of tough. You know, you might just respond and say, you know what? I thought that was true because I've really been praying about praying for you lately. I don't know why. I just think God put you on my heart, and I've just been praying for you. And maybe right then God gives you some answer for him or direction or something. Okay? This is a supernatural life. Okay? We're not limited just to what we know and what we can figure out in our understanding. We should be having things happen just on a regular basis. Praise God. And so uh, you're in the 14th chapter. Look at the 14th verse. The thir- 13th verse is what I mentioned there a minute, moment ago about praying that you may interpret. Verse 14 says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Okay? And so we can see typically when we're praying in tongues, our understanding is unfruitful. In other words, you're not going to have a comprehension of every word that you speak, everything that comes out of your mouth. You're not going to have, have an interpretation or understanding of that. But you can pray that you may interpret, and God will give you the gist of it, the understanding. And, and he'll, again, I don't think he shows you everything about it, but he'll show you enough at different times where you'll know you're operating in supernatural power. Praise God. Okay, and so we if we only pray about things with our minds, we are limited in what we can pray about. Mental praying cannot always get the job done. We need some real spiritual stuff here, and uh, you know this is one of the good things I like about this verse. For when if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. Do you know of any other way where you can isolate your spirit apart from your soul? I mean, the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, and it divides. You can tell, if you've got a scripture that states something specifically, you can tell, okay, that's what the word says, so I know this is spirit, and I know this is flesh, or, or even the unrenewed part of your soul, okay? But I know one specific way where I can know that I can pray directly out of the spirit man, the part of me that's been born again. As I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. I just think that's really cool. Because there's a whole lot of times, I'm, i i got to tell you, it's part spirit, it's part soul, and there's a little bit of flesh in there. <laughs> and how do I get, well, you know, certainly through maturity, we're less in the flesh and less in the spirit and so forth. But, but I can at any time, I mean a brand new Christian, saved today, baptized in the spirit, start speaking in tongues, they can isolate their spirit. And know what I'm doing now is all spirit. Ooh, that's good news all life it's all god it's not any any of me mixed in i mean it's coming through a human vessel but it's coming right out of my spirit that's just really cool your spirit knows everything you know that? really well i mean you have the mind of christ and when we tap into that and that alone we can isolate it 
Where is our direction coming from? Where is the wisdom of God come through? You know, the, the Proverbs, over in Proverbs it says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, or the lamp, or light of the Lord. And it goes on to say, searching all the inward parts of the belly. It seems that it's indicating that the spirit of man is where he's enlightened. Spirit of man is where we get direction. How we can see things clearly and understand. And if I can tap into that part of me, and the reason I always kind of, you see me and I kind of point down to my, to my belly, it's simply because I've, what I've learned about that scripture in Proverbs, about when Jesus said in John chapter 7, that out of your uh, belly or heart, he said, shall flow rivers of living water. You know, you think of a heart, and one way to understand that is like the heart of an avocado. It's, it's like the core. The avocado? The artichoke is what I was thinking. The avocado's got a pit, doesn't it? <laughs> Out of your pit. <laughs> like the, the artichoke. Out of the, out of the heart. Of the, and so we think the very center. And some translations use that word belly. Okay? And so I oftentimes think of spirit. I'm kind of right here. And, and many times I've prayed with people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, as, as some of you have. And, and they'll say, something just come right up out of here. Why, why right out of there? I don't know, but there's something about there. There's something about that location. I know the Spirit's in my finger, in my eye, eye, eyebrow, you know. <laughs> my human spirit is throughout me, but there seems to be a location that things come from. All right. Sometimes people not understand. They'll say, I just had this gut feeling. Well, what does that mean? I think they're referring to their spirit man without even really knowing that. Okay, but again, praying in tongues, I'm coming directly out of there. This is really cool. This is really powerful. I'm by- bypassing all my stinking thinking. I'm getting aside from my ways and coming straight out of here. That's why if a person can pray in tongues for a period of time, spend some focused time and energy praying in tongues, they're really able to sense what, what God wants them to do. And a lot of times we just don't take enough time to hear. Don't take enough time to get quiet. And our brain is going a thousand different directions. Okay? But you get quiet and you speak in tongues. It's really cool. Amen. Did you, you can just write this down. I don't want to take time to look at it. Romans 8, 26 and 27 talks about when we don't know what to pray for as we ought. The Spirit Himself helps us. Okay? Uh, just a couple, couple more points here. Uh, briefly, number four, it, ex- it expands our worship experience. Okay, 1 Corinthians 14, 17 says that when you pray in tongues, you give thanks well. One of, one of the things you can do when you, uh, when you give thanks to the Lord, you lift up your hands and speak in tongues. And what does that do for you? Well, you, you're doing a good job. <laughs> the Bible says you're giving, uh, you're giving thanks well. And the context there, he said, you know, you need to think about other people if you're in public. And, uh, and so they don't think you're crazy. But uh, uh, when, when we're uh, in the right setting, in the right, peop, right group, or by ourselves... Speaking in tongues is full on acceptable to God. Okay, remember John four twenty four. Jesus said, "God is a spirit. Those who worship Him must worship in spirit and in truth." Well, if I'm supposed to worship in spirit, and when I pray in tongues, my spirit prays. How can I worship God in spirit? Worship Him in tongues. It's like sometimes you get to that point, you said, you said, I love you. You said, God, you are holy and you are worthy and you are awesome and all. And you couldn't think of anything else to say. And so you went off in other tongues. And God said, yay, you did a good job. 
you gave thanks well. And it went beyond your ability to convey it. You thought, man, God is bigger than my ability to praise Him. He, he, he's, he's so good. I, I, the, the, my language, my English vocabulary is not broad enough to encompass how good God is. And the Spirit will help you to praise and to worship Him in the Spirit. Here, here's another one. It's a reminder of the Holy Spirit's presence. A reminder of the Holy Spirit's presence. John 14, 16 said, I will pray the Father and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him for He dwells with you and will be in you. Amen. The Spirit's there. But when you're yielding to Him, praying in, an un- in another tongue, it's a continual reminder of His presence. Last one here is, is it's a spiritual refreshing. A spiritual refreshing. This comes from the Old Testament, Isaiah 28, verse 11 and 12. Prophesying of what would come at a later date. He said, for with stammering lips and another tongue he will speak to his people. To whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. This is a refreshing. It's a rest. It's a refreshing. Say, I need to, I'm just tired. I'm stressed out. I got a lot of stuff going. What should I do? Kick back in your easy chair and pray in tongues. You were going to turn on the TV, but wait, wait, wait. Just pray in tongues and get refreshed. I just need to relax. I know this is a rest. This is a rest. If If you'll pray in tongues for a while, you'll get so relaxed. Your mind will come to ease. You'll be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. What do you mean refreshed? Come on, it's a hot summer day. It's 110 outside. Your tongue is dry. You're thirsty. And you get a big bucket of cold water. (sighs) Doesn't that feel good? Oh, so I'm kind of thirsty. I can almost taste it. (laughs) But what does speaking in tongues do for you? It's refreshing. Man, I just feel so much better. Man, this is so good. I tell you what, speaking in tongues is a fun thing to do. There are so many benefits. We could, we could take more time and go into more scriptures. But I just wanted to stir your hearts up a little bit and, uh, and get you to expect things. When you pray in tongues all by yourself, you're just, you're just, you know, whether you're in your home or in the car or whatever, uh, expect things to happen. Expect there to be a move of God's Spirit. Come on now, expect God to reveal things to you. Don't be discouraged if you, if you go home not praying in tongues and you don't have a bunch of revelations. Don't worry about that because you did edify yourself. You, you, it wasn't refreshing. Come on, you're, you're helping yourself spiritually uh, either way. And sometimes you're praying about things that you, you, you don't even know and you're helping somebody else. So don't be discouraged if you don't get a bam, bam, bam revelation every time you do it. I pray in tongues a lot and don't necessarily get stuff that I'm conscious of. But many times I do as well. And I pray in tongues and I'll get, I'll get a word. And it'll be, sometimes it comes out in what I'm teaching. Okay, but that's the, the nature of my uh, call. Okay, and, uh, but sometimes it's just, it's just for me. Sometimes I'm believing God for something. And as I pray in tongues, I get a little direction. You need to take care of this this way. All right, amen? Praise God.